I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it's time to take a look at the all 22 of the Jets' victory over the Buffalo Bills 22-16 week one. And we're going to take a closer look at everything that was on film with our friend who does all the film for us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. The Thunder from down under, Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother? You know what, Scott? I'm doing better than I was at quarter time on Monday night. I was sitting there. I wanted to shut down the YouTube channel. I never wanted to watch film again. It just felt very dark. But we were kind of talking before the pod about how we both are kind of very used to this and accustomed to it as Jets fans. And you just kind of go, let's go, Zach. And obviously, we're both big supporters of him coming out of BYU. And he's got a great chance now. So I'm looking forward to talking a little football. And the Jets are 1-0 for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's funny, Luke. I talked about this on the show with Glenn Naughton right after the game. I really didn't feel anywhere near as much anguish as pretty much everybody else in the stadium and probably everybody watching at home. I think part of it is because I'm just so numb from all the disappointments that maybe deep down some part of me was expecting this to happen. And my reaction was basically all right, let's go Zach, like next man up. And I think the fact that we saw some encouraging things from Zach Wilson really is going to help heading into this week two matchup against the Cowboys. Now, I'm not trying to say that Zach Wilson was great. I'm not trying to say that he was anywhere near as good as he's going to need to be throughout the season. 
for the Jets to contend for a playoff spot. He's going to have to continue to improve week by week. But I thought there were some encouraging signs, some really nice throws, and he was doing some things in this game that he just wasn't doing last year. Not to mention, I think, the mental standpoint. He threw that interception early. He came into the game under the worst circumstances. The crowd was at a fever pitch. Then Rodgers gets hurt unexpectedly. Here comes Wilson, who got booed off the field the last time he was there. The fans clearly didn't want to see him there. They were very disappointed. And yet, even after making that big mistake, getting booed a little bit, we saw the video of that fan giving him the finger. Wilson was able to put that behind him. And in the fourth quarter, had that really nice drive that led to a touchdown that tied the game. So take us through what you saw in the All-22 from Zach Wilson. Like I said, some encouraging signs. He's not anywhere close to where you need him to be, but he's closer than he was last year, I think. Yeah, you're right, Scott. You need a serious mental makeup to play in the NFL, never mind in the biggest sporting city in the world, just about in New York. This is a guy who had to deal with his teammates wearing Mike White t-shirts last year, a guy who's a career journeyman. And it takes real mental fortitude to come out on Monday Night Football and even be okay. Here's the good news for Jets fans. You can't tell me that Zach Wilson looked any worse than the quarterback play they got from Mark Sanchez in 2009 and 2010. Withstanding the playoffs where Sanchez played really well, this season isn't over. I saw more than enough from Zach on tape. There were three or four uh, videos, Scott, um, in clips that I saw where he was fitting the ball in tight windows, but even more than the accuracy... It was his ability to diagnose the coverage because that's something that Zach has struggled with. But Buffalo is a complex defense. It's not an easy team to start with when you're thrust into a starting role without any reps through the week. And they kept doing this thing where they'd come out in single high safety. It looks like cover three or cover one. They're trying to fool Zach Wilson and they're going to rotate after the snap and change the pitcher and try and fool him and catch him out. Two times on third down in enormous downs and distances in the context of the game, Zach Wilson hit the nail on the head with his reads, his ability to diagnose those late snap changes, and then find Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard it was in the first quarter. Was it perfect? No, of course it wasn't. There was the interception where he very clearly should have taken the drag. Alan Lazard was wide open underneath. He tried to some reason to fit that ball in there, even though it was double covered on the dig in behind. We don't need to see that kind of forcing the football when your defense is so elite. A couple of times he was under pressure and scrambled backwards. I know there's some clips on social media of Peyton Manning kind of giving it to him about that and Ryan Fitzpatrick too. But on the whole, I thought there was more good than bad from Zach. And I kind of touched on this at the start, Scott, but there was no game planning for Zach Wilson. There was no, this is the package. This is how we're trying to tailor the offense to his skill set. He's just kind of thrown in the fire and we're treading water and we've got to make do on the biggest stage of all on opening weekend on Monday night football on 9-11. So like the mental makeup, like a lot of those throws against the Tampa two rotations we saw from the Bills. And yeah, he's got a ways to go, but I think it was definitely a positive sign. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The offensive line, not the best, but I did think it was interesting that a lot of people misunderstood what was going on with the cut blocking. Not really a big fan of that. There's a reason why most teams don't use it anymore. But what would you see from the offensive line overall? You know what, Scott? The frustrating thing is about 30 seconds before Aaron Rodgers got injured, I tweeted out whatever you call it on X now. Ah, I do not like these cut blocks. I didn't like them in the preseason. I'm not sure why we're doing it. And then sure enough, we get a cut block and everyone knows what happened from there. Look, I think the offensive line was okay in pass protection. There were times where I thought they definitely could have given uh, Rogers or then for the most part, Zach Wilson, a better, cleaner pocket, but they did enough. I think there was about 11 pressures or 12 pressures across the line. Um, uh, I think... Tomlinson struggled again, which is concerning. But in the running game, we moved people. I mean, Brees Hall had, you you could almost call it a career day, but that's just kind of the norm for him so far in his first eight NFL games. He had the 80-yard rip, and then he had the the 30-yard gain to the left-hand side on duo to get us started. Uh, I thought they they definitely got that push uh, and displacement at the line of scrimmage. And... As the game went on, you started to see Mackay Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker really dominate on the right side of the line, and that's what the Jets need to lean into. It's going to be play action, quick passing concepts, and a lot of duo, outside zone, um, wide zone, wind back concepts like that. So if Mackay Becton can keep improving, I think that spot's going to be solidified. I'm worried a little bit about the center through to the left tackle. They're the three spots, Scott, that I'm most concerned about. I think Dwayne Brown let in three pressures, uh, had a penalty as well. Um, I think he didn't execute as well as he would have liked. I I already mentioned Tomlinson. And then I think McGovern was just okay. I think he struggled in patches. They asked him to do some really difficult things with reach blocks and angles at the second level. I know Milano beat him and shoot the gap one time, but part of that is scheme. Part of that is him not being as good as he once was. So I think eventually that's going to be Tipman's spot. But all in all, I'd say they were like a six out of 10, but they need to be better because this Dallas line they're coming up again, led by Micah Parsons is legit. Uh, and it's going to be a test on the road. 
Amundsen has been an unbelievable disappointment so far since coming over from San Francisco. But I do think that it was good that the Jets recognized they needed the extra blocking help out there. Ran a lot of 13 personnel. And for those that don't know, 13 personnel is three tight ends. And what's notable about this is I thought Jeremy Ruckert in particular was really good blocking. He had that one tremendous block that helped spring Brees Hall for that 83-yard run. So talk a little bit about what we saw with the 13 personnel. The tight ends blocked well, I thought. They didn't do much in the passing game, but that's okay. That'll come later. They were very useful in the 13 personnel, though. They were, and it was funny because watching the game, I was talking to a few friends and said, where is McCall Hardman Jr.? I thought they'd have some packages for him, uh, whether they would design touches or some deep balls. I thought there'd be more of him. And automatically you go, is he injured or has he done something and mistraining or an indiscretion in the locker room? Sure enough, Robert Sulla comes out yesterday and says that it was just because when Rodgers went down, the game plan changed and the Jets wanted to go heavy and lean into that 13 personnel you just mentioned, Scott. I thought Ruckett and Conklin were both really good. Um, Uzama missed a couple of blocks, which has kind of been a theme over the last, uh, I guess, 18 games since he's been here. For a guy who I think there's a misconception that he's a blocking tight end. I don't think he really is, to be honest. Uh, but look, Ruckett was really strong, and he was in the preseason. He was against Miami in Week 17. This is a continuation of building blocks for him. You mentioned the one to get to the second level and seal on the Brees Hall 80-yard run. There were a couple others moving in space, down blocking. He's a really versatile player. You can put him in a H-back, which for those who don't know, he's like when the tight end is off the line of scrimmage, almost like a fullback. He can do that kind of thing, go in SIF motion. He's a really versatile piece. I think we're going to see him be the second most utilized tight end in 2023. And then Conklin was good. Um, he was, if not an even bigger part of that Brees Hall 80-yard chunk, uh, his ability to down block, trap the defensive end inside. I think it's something the Jets are going to continue to do. Um, Hackett likes it anyway. He's always had a... Um, tendency to lean into two and three tight end sets, you're going to see a heavy dosage of that. The Jets are obviously without Corey Davis now, so they're not super strong at wide receiver anyway. Randall Cobb, you don't want to be playing 50 or 60% of the snaps. So this is a decent tight end group who can block well. And if they continue to uh, get that ground game going, I think there's so many similarities and a lot of symmetry between this year and 2010 for the Jets. Luke, you mentioned the ground game, so let's talk about that. Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook looked better to me when I was watching the game than when I looked at the box score afterwards. 13 carries for 33 yards. Seemed like he did better than that. I don't know what it is about him, but I guess he just projects better when you're watching him live than what he's actually doing. But Brees Hall was absolutely incredible, especially less than a year removed from that injury. Talk about what you saw from those two guys, Brees Hall, I thought, really took advantage of the blocks, especially on that 83-yard run. We talked about Jeremy Ruckert before. Yeah. The scary thing is, Scott, Brees Hall is not even 10 months removed from an ACL injury. And, you know, it's okay when you're running in a straight line. Sometimes the long speed is there. It wasn't for Brees, ironically, on that 80-yard run. But what always comes back last and is the most difficult thing to regain is your lateral quickness and ability to bounce and read and react and just trust your knee. Brees Hall comes out on the first snap offensively for the Jets in the game. He's running left. They're running duo. I mentioned they ran that quite a bit in this contest. And it's not blocked up perfectly. They don't really get it to work. Uzama kind of bounces off a block. Leonard Floyd has an open space tackle. Matt Milano's in the A-gap. 
And Brees Hall just has wiggle, he has vision, and then has this little lateral bounce, and bang, he's gone. And that was so impressive. I didn't expect to see that from Brees until week six, week seven. We've seen guys like Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers really struggle to get that back, and Brees Hall had it in spades in his first game. You saw it on the screen pass he took for 20-plus yards as well when he was patient. Then he had the burst to get to the second level, to make defenders miss, to make them take poor angles because he has that good speed. It was just so pleasing to see, and I think it's easy to forget that Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback was 4-0 and until Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker went out in the Broncos game. The Jets can win with this pattern of play, with this brand of football. And then speaking about Dalvin Cook quickly, I thought he showed enough juice. There were a couple of times when I thought mm, he didn't quite make the right read, but I think he had three gains of 10 yards or more. Uh, one was a rushing play to the right-hand side behind Becton when he had a little double pancake block. Uh, then you had two, I think he had two receptions for 21 yards as well. So he showed a little bit of that burst. Um, all in all, though, I think the running backs accounted for something like 220 yards, Scott. They were phenomenal as a group. I thought Michael Carter, who only touched the ball two or three times, showed me more than enough. You've got Izzy Abanakunda, who's not even suiting up. This is a deep group, and it's really going to be the identity of this football team now. And I understand that over the last three years, we've become so accustomed to seeing Mahomes and Allen and Burrow just slinging the ball around. But there's been this shift in the NFL over the last two years, maybe three years, where teams like Tennessee, New England can win games of football with this style. And the Jets are going to have to tap into exactly that. Luke, I don't know if you saw this. Your old buddy Ian Harris had a chart of running backs in week one and yards after contact. And Brees Hall was on a tier all by himself and everybody else was like 10 feet below him. It was unbelievable what Brees Hall was able to do after contact in this game. It really was. And uh, his balance, he's a thick guy. Uh, people think about Brees Hall running the three, the four three nine forty at the combine and the speed and hitting 26 miles an hour and all that kind of fun stuff. But he is a thick set dude and he has great ability to break tackles to keep his legs going through contact. And we saw that. I did see the graph you're talking about. They had to almost supersize the, the, the Y and X axis just to fit him in because he was so elite in both areas. It was hilarious. And Ian's an awesome dude, but you got to be so pleased if you're Robert Sulla. They, there's no way they expected that from Brees Hall. That's why they brought in Dalvin Cook because they're worried about this month and he's just exceeded expectations. Let's talk about the receivers. We know what Garrett Wilson was able to do on that touchdown. One of the best touchdown catches I've ever seen. You'd have to say it's probably a top 20 catch in NFL history. Incredible that he was able to do that. Talk about what you saw from him, Alan Lazard, and the rest of the receiver group. Again, it was mostly just those two because the Jets had three tight ends in so often. But I thought we saw some promising things from Lazard and certainly from Garrett Wilson. The most impressive thing I saw from a wide receiver, and this says a lot after the Garrett Wilson touchdown, was Alan Lazard vertical jumping straight over a standing up Garrett Wilson in the celebration. That is freakish athleticism. So that dude is an athlete. But look, Garrett Wilson was exactly who he has been. The numbers are not going to be, you know, what they would have been with Aaron Rodgers, but he was targeted five times. Guess how many catches he had? Five. He reeled in every single one. And it was the two things that he's really leaned on so far in his career. Elite body control, that's what we saw on the touchdown. That was just absolutely ridiculous. To use the lead arm to bat that ball up, the IQ, that is a special play, Scott. 
But the other thing is his releases at the line of scrimmage. He had a big catch on a slant where Zach Wilson went against man coverage, right-hand side of the Jets formation, fit that ball over the middle, held the safety of the center of the field. But Garrett Wilson makes it possible because he wins at the line of scrimmage. The corner had inside technique. That means he's trying to push Garrett Wilson to the outside. But Wilson's feet and release package is so special that he still wins and gets inside and then attacks that leverage that the cornerback was trying to protect. Um, there was another really good catch in the red zone on third and five. I mentioned it when talking about Zach Wilson. Another nice release to shake and bake the linebacker to stay clean and high-low the corner. He's exactly who he is, and, and we know what kind of talent he has. Alan Lazard had two of the biggest plays in the game. The first one was Zach Wilson's. I called it a momentum changing play first quarter the crowd's restless there's not a single bit of energy in that stadium after the Rogers injury and he fired in that ball against cover two Tampa and Lazard had like three clutches at the ball nearly dropped it but managed to secure it that was a big 18 yard gain and then later in the game it's again third and five Zach Wilson muddy pocket finds Alan Lazard wide open in mesh on the drag route from right to left Lazard gets it and then takes it for another 15 yards after the catch He didn't have a ton of usage, as you kind of would have expected in that situation, but I thought Lazard showed the caliber of player and what he'll bring to this football team. So that intermediate part of the field, he can win on go balls. That probably won't be as prevalent with Zach Wilson as it would have been with Aaron Rodgers. You won't see that area of his game as much, but all in all, I thought they were fine. Randall Cobb played a fair bit. Um, as I said, it's not ideal to have a guy of his age and skill set playing 30, 40% of snaps, but it is where we are. And, uh, there was another wide receiver that made one hell of a punt return to finish the game. I'd say it's a pretty good day for that unit. That pass from Wilson to Lazard on the third and five, I think when you look back at it, that play was the one that turned the tide because without that play, the Jets probably don't go on to score that touchdown. Who knows if they tie the game? That's the one that I really think was the difference maker that led to the Jets eventually going on to win the game 22 to 16. Let's talk about the defense. Luke, I want to get into the bits and pieces, the nitty gritty in a second. But first, the Jets just seem to have Josh Allen's number. He did not play very well last year, even at home in Buffalo, but he was even worse at MetLife last year. And he was really bad in this game, turning the ball over four times, three times on interceptions to Jordan Whitehead. We'll get to that in a little bit. And then another time he fumbled courtesy of mean Michael Clemens. Anytime you see Michael Clemens coming, you just voluntarily give up the ball. You don't want to tangle with Michael Clemens if you know what's good for you. But what were the Jets doing? What were Albrick and Salah doing to confuse Allen? What have they done over the last two years with this improved defense that was so good last year and looks like it could be even better this year to make Allen's life a living hell. You know what the funny thing is, Scott? With Josh Allen, he is really good against the Blitz. So in the past years, when he's come up against the Ravens and a guy like Wink Martindale, whose game is predicated around the Blitz, he's completely gone the opposite and just sat back in coverage and said, we're going to dink and dunk you. The Jets did a really good job of mixing it up. It didn't work on the last drive, but they blitzed a lot more, especially with corner nickel blitzes, a lot more than you see the Jets. The Jets are typically a front four, rush those four guys, we've got elite talent, we're going to beat you. In big moments, you saw Michael Carter coming from the edge, Adrian Amos. They brought Quincy Williams through the A-gap two times on a blitz. They brought five more than I ever anticipated they would, and it caught, kind of caught Josh Allen by surprise because you're not used to seeing the Jets do that. But the overarching game plan and the reason the Jets had success is because they sat back in their deep shells, cover three, cover four, and they said to Josh Allen, 
you can beat us and cut us to death with paper cuts. We want you to take the underneath and get bored and play like Joe Burrow or Tom Brady and just take what the defense gives you. And he couldn't do it. Scott, everyone saw that interception to Jordan Whitehead down the field when Josh Allen had 15 yards to his left-hand side. Just run, get out of bounds. He can't do it. He has a propensity for wanting the big play. Even when he got downfield on a third and 15, he tried to hurdle someone. He wasn't going to get the first down. He just always has to try and make a play. The Jets said to him, do it. Try and beat us. We're going to sit back. We're going to play deep coverage, and we will take the football away. I thought Robert Sulla was kind when he spoke about Jordan Whitehead saying he was three dropped interceptions away from being an all-pro last year. The dude missed 17% of tackles, but what a performance from him. I mean, that second deep touchdown, uh, sorry, deep interception, he's got his arm chopped by the wide receiver. He's being held and he makes a one-armed pick. Like that was a ridiculous play in the Jets end zone. And then the vision to come up in zone coverage and make that last interception to, to cut away the angle. Um, that was a really nice play. You had Sauce on the backside also peeling from his short zone in the flat, just made the, the window very small for Josh Allen. So I just think they confused him, but overall they tried to frustrate and bore Josh Allen, and that's how you have success. This isn't even something that's been isolated to the last two years, Scott. If you look back to that first game of the Adam Gase era when Le'Veon Bell was there and Mosley, the Jets were absolutely destroying the Bills until C.J. Mosley went down in the third quarter with his torn groin and the game flipped from there. Josh Allen would have lost it if, I think it was LaMarcus Joyner or somebody, could have just brought down an interception and they couldn't. So the Jets kind of own Josh Allen right now. We saw a great performance from the defensive line. And look, this is, maybe D.J. Reed was right. This might be one of the best units in the NFL over the last 10 years. Luke, talk a little bit more in detail about those turnovers, the three whitehead interceptions and the Michael Clemens forced fumble. What did you see when you looked at the tape on those? The one that jumped off the tape, Scott, was when Buffalo were trying to deal a dial up, sorry, the deep shot to Stefan Diggs. And I talked about it. it was a one hand interception from Jordan Whitehead, who was playing deep there. It was Quinnham Williams. The guy just churned the game in the second and third quarters for the Jets. He beat, I think it was the center, stood him up, got to the inside shoulder, and was just two arms up in Josh Allen's face. And it caused the turnover. People see what happens on the back end, but so often turnovers and games of football are won in the trenches. And Quinn and Williams was a guy who was so influential in that. As far as the Clemens one, I, look, I think Mark Sanchez had the best tweet. He came out and said, look, it's funny, isn't it? Josh Allen just ran into one of his own players and fumbled the football. Obviously, Michael, uh, Michael Clemens had a big part of that as well. Physical dude got in his face. But Josh Allen just took his eyes off the football, dropped that snap cold, and then never really regained control. That obviously let the Jets get three points up coming into the last minute or so of the game. Um but it was just, as I said, a lot of deep coverages, cover three, cover four, um, and Jordan Whitehead having really good eye discipline. I think it's important to remember CJ Mosley could have had another one where the Jets were playing cover two. He did a really nice job floating from his linebacker spot and should have intercepted it. In the end, that drive ends up in a Josh Allen touchdown to Stefan Diggs. They're the plays the Jets need to capitalize on if they want to be that caliber of defense they're aiming towards. But all in all, I think they just did a really nice job of being patient um, and getting pressure. If you get pressure, Scott, even a guy like Josh Allen is going to make a ton of mistakes. Luke, let's talk about the fact that the Jets got all that pressure and the defensive line specifically. 
Jets had a bunch of sacks in this game. Quentin Jefferson had two, one for Al Woods, one for Jermaine Johnson, and one for John Franklin Myers, who had eight pressures in this game, five pressures for Quinn and Williams as well. I joked on Twitter that if the Jets can get this kind of pressure on a consistent basis against the opposing quarterback, the Jets could have Kim Kardashian behind center and still be competitive every single week. This was everything you would have wanted to see. Now, obviously, Carl Lawson didn't play, but when you look at the sacks and the pressure numbers, just tremendous. They were in Josh Allen's face all day. Yeah, and it was a really nice combination of bringing four and bringing five, as I mentioned. John Franklin Myers, that sack he had was unbelievable, Scott. He went straight through the chest of the right tackle, speed to power from the Jets' defensive end position, and just blew him up straight into Josh Allen's lap. It was pure domination. I mentioned Quinn and Williams. He was great at um, being able to cross the center's face, use that quickness and get off and burst, and we know he has that in spades. I thought Jermaine Johnson was a guy who really stood out to me on the tape. Someone who played 71% of the snaps after barely touching 30% last year. He just looks like a different dude. I liked his sack because it was great scheme. So often, Scott, you see the Jets bring a blitz. So right there, I think it was Michael Carter coming from the slot right-hand side of their formation. He is just flying in at Josh Allen untouched. What happens so often? Josh Allen steps up and goes straight through the center of the defense, runs for 20 yards, hurdles someone, and you just go, oh, for goodness sake, we've lost all momentum. Great twist from Jeff Olbridge. He brings a stunt. So he gets Jermaine Johnson looping around Jefferson straight through the A-gap. Josh Allen looks to step up and go through the A-gap. Bang, you've got JJ there for the sack. I thought that was a great example of manufacturing a pass rush and winning through coaching. Um, so it was a really nice mix of all of those things. We haven't really mentioned Jefferson. It was funny. I went, who is number 70? Like, I don't even know who this is. And I know a fair bit about Jets football. Didn't know he changed his number. He had two sacks, obviously one where Josh Allen fell over and he just was the closest dude, but had another really nice win where he got good extension with the right arm, bench press. He and Quinn and Williams might be the best interior pass rushing duo in obvious pass rushing situations in the NFL. That's never been the gripe on Jefferson. It's been his ability to stop the run, but that's why they brought in Al Woods and Michael Clemens and Jermaine Johnson. You've got guys who can do that. This, honestly, Scott, is one of the best three units in the NFL. It's the 49ers uh, and the Cowboys that are there with them. And I think the Jets are right in that group. Uh, We've still got Carl Lawson, who's coming back this week after the back injury. I just think this is a special unit. Let's talk about the linebackers in the secondary. The linebackers and the safeties were considered a weakness here for the Jets. We talked about what Jordan Whitehead did. He was absolutely tremendous. But so was Quincy Williams. This was the best game of his career. I don't even think it's close. Not only did he rack up a lot of tackles, but... As you and I joked before we started recording, he actually paid attention to where he was supposed to be. That's been the biggest criticism of Quincy Williams is he plays like an out-of-control madman. He knew exactly where he needed to be on this day regularly throughout the game, and he was there, and he made plays. DJ Reed, I thought, was tremendous in this game as well. Sauce Gardner, unfortunately, this was by far the worst game he's had as a pro He got tuned up by Stefan Diggs most of the game, but 
it's going to happen. What are you going to do? He missed some tackles. His coverage wasn't what it normally is. It's Stefan Diggs. He wasn't getting tuned up by some third-rate receiver. He's one of the best in the league. He's going to make guys look bad. Look what happened to Patrick Sertan against the Raiders when he had to go up against Devontae Adams. Every corner has a bad day. Sauce is human. That's what you see. Even Darrell Revis, if you remember in 09, which was the historic season, he got cooked a couple of times by Ted Ginn Jr. And even Stevie Johnson got the better of him a few times. So I thought overall, the linebackers better than I expected. Sauce, not quite as good as you would have hoped. DJ Reed was great, though. What did you see from the safeties, the corners, and the linebackers in this game? I mean, Quincy Williams is the guy that jumped off the film because so often people are drawn to the splash plays and him spearing people to the ground and flying around. But you mentioned it. He's out of control and out of position so often. It was the discipline in Quincy's game that impressed me. There was a run stop in the first quarter. It was first and 15. The Bills were coming off their own end zone. Quincy Williams has Mitchell Morse in space coming at him. He drives straight through the outside shoulder, disengages, and then takes Cook over the sideline for a two-yard gain. It was just beautiful linebacker play. Then, just before halftime, the Bills are driving. They're trying to go up by two touchdowns, and Quincy Williams makes one heck of a play in coverage where he kind of has an idea where the football is, sticks up the arm, and it ricochets off the running back, and it's an incomplete pass. They're the plays he hasn't made in the past, Outside of him, I think, yeah, DJ Reed was really good. He made a great play on the Jets' first drive where he got nearly an interception and got them off the field on third down. And then obviously the huge pass breakup um, in overtime to get the three and out and obviously eventuated in the Gibson touchdown as well. So he was on fire. He had 12 tackles. or Not always a good thing to have tackles as a cornerback because sometimes it means you're getting beaten. But a lot of his were in the running game or coming out of zone. So like to see that from him. And yeah, look, it was Source's worst game as a pro. But I thought Michael Narnia made a pretty good point online and said, if your worst game as an NFL pro is giving up no touchdowns, 59 yards and no penalties, you're not even hurting your football team. So I think that's a pretty good example of the lofty standards source and holds himself to and we hold him to. He didn't play well. He missed a very bad tackle in the flat and that's kind of the weakest part of his game. But you know you're going to get better play from him. If you get 2022 Source Gardner next week, the ceiling is just so high for this defense. So obviously the safeties were good. We've already talked about Jordan Whitehead, his interceptions. It was a career day for him. Uh, a good day for the Reavers family, obviously being Darrell's cousin. Uh, Tony Adams was solid enough. Adrian Amos had a couple of tackles when they went into big nickel. So all in all, I thought it was good. I think Michael Carter was really unlucky to be beaten uh, by Stefan Diggs for the touchdown. He didn't do a lot wrong. I thought there might've been a push off early in the rep as well. So good day for that unit. Um, I think Mosley obviously dropped the interception, Source dropped uh, beaten a couple of times. But outside of that, it was a pretty perfect day. What's interesting about Sauce is that even though you don't like seeing him play worse than normal, you know it's going to eat him up. It's going to make him angry, and he's going to work even harder to make sure that doesn't happen again against the Dallas Cowboys, where I assume he's going to get plenty of reps against CeeDee Lamb this week. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the All-22 of the Jets' victory over the Bills, 22-16 on Monday Night Football at MetLife Stadium with me. Really appreciate it. We have got a lot of great content coming up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. You just posted a fantastic video breaking down some of the positives that you can take away from Zach Wilson's performance against the Bills. Talk about that and what else we've got coming up on the channel. And, of course, our store over at tpublic.com. That's tee 
yeah, every single week you're going to get a 10 to 12 minute breakdown of Zach Wilson. I thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers. You know what the truth is, though? The, the Zach Wilson content does well because people want to believe in a young guy and they can see the growth and they like Zach Wilson. So that's cool. Um, really enjoy breaking down that film, the positives and the negatives. I got a video coming up on Brees Hall and that explosiveness and wiggle and lateral quickness we talked about. Um, a video on the Williams brothers. They were just monumental. And then overall, just looking at how this defense owns Josh Allen. So every week, five to six videos, breaking down the Jets, looking at some of the positives and negatives to come out of it. And then over at Tee Public, we've got cool calm, cool designs over there. The Bless You Thank You range with Quinn and Williams and JFM. Um, we've got uh, Zach the Ripper merch. I never thought it would be that prevalent and uh, topical right now in week one, but here we are. That's something you can get behind as well. And then obviously the Play Like a Jet logo merch. So check it all out. Subscribe at YouTube and, and just keep supporting Play Like a Jet. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet. Make sure you check out our store too, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you, you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest the New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.